This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Bryant. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 99th year of helping those people experiencing homelessness. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and I'm overjoyed to be here with you this morning. This is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners and to our community. Uh, what the world needs, what our nation needs, what our community needs now is more showing of love for one another. And that's been missing, you know, in the last year or so. Uh, people have been very compassionate and generous, but we're very divided as a nation. And uh, I just pray in God's love and, and God will work through you. Take a break from our, our worries. And today is a very special day. A lot of flowers are going to go out. A lot of dinners are going to be had uh, and just a great time. And, and really for us, we're serving around 700 people in our uh, residents and our programs in Miami-Dade and Broward County. Uh, men, women, and children, and we want to make this a very special day for them and a very special weekend. In fact, this whole month is called Heart for the Homeless. It's our February celebration to share God's love and our community's love for people that are down and out and are trying to trying to make something of their life, trying to turn things around in their life. You know, you can help us during this wonderful month of love by going to our website at caringplace.org slash heart. And for $21, you can provide 10 meals. That's $2.10 a meal. You say, well, how are you in the world? Are you able to do that? Well, we, we are so blessed. We get a lot of great food that's donated from supermarkets and restaurants at times. And we also have volunteers. We were kicking that up, by the way. Uh, our volunteer group was very, very limited last year, but we're making way to bring people on very safely. Uh, and precautiously, but we're having people come in and they help prepare the food. So when we have uh, two or three cases of small little cans of food, uh, those people are willing to get the can, big industrial can opener and just start slicing and dicing. And before you know it, we're able to feed 250, 300, 500 people. Uh, and that's why it's only $2.10. You know, if you really looked at the cost of the meal by itself, it's not just soup and crackers. It's a really full course meal with a good protein and carbohydrate and uh, vegetables and nutrients and macronutrients. And it's, it's just delicious. It really costs about $6, $7 a meal. But because of the generosity of our community and our ability to pick up food safely and our volunteers, uh, we're able to provide it $2.10 a meal. So for $21, you can help 10 people, especially during this uh, February month, this month of love, and today on Valentine's Day, uh, to just make a special donation and do maybe do it in honor of somebody or in memory of somebody uh, that's not around you. Maybe you've lost some loved ones this past year, or maybe you have a special person in your life during Valentine's Day. You want to honor them, and we'll make sure that we give them a receipt for that. They'll know that you did something special for them. So go to caringplace.org slash heart, and that's to help us during our February campaign, Heart for the Homeless. 
You know, uh, as I look back on the 30 years I've been here, I think, you know, how many people's lives have really been touched and transformed? It's innumerable, thousands and thousands. And if I go back to 1922, it, it, it has to be in the hundreds of thousands. You know, I don't have the real statistics in front of me, but uh, serving as many people as we have, consistently as we have, uh, and never losing sight that we are a Christian organization, that we love the Lord Jesus Christ, and we want people to know God through Jesus, but we don't uh, have people discriminate against. You can be of any religion, any faith or no faith or no religion to come and help us as a volunteer, as a donor, uh, come into one of our, our programs uh, to receive food baskets or any type of help at all. We just want to love people. And what better month for February, you know, Valentine's Day today, to say, you know, I want to send some love to someone in great need. And I, I am, uh, again, very, very amazed during the pandemic of the last year. Uh, people have been hurting. Many people have been unemployed. Some people don't know about the future, but people have been very generous and very compassionate. We have to be very, very thankful that we're able to continue to keep our doors open. There was some shaky moments there where we had a high incident of the cases where we had to send people out. So my, I want to send a shout out to the Broward County Homeless Initiative Partnership that helped us with hotels and motels for these men and women that needed to be quarantined and also for the Miami-Dade Homeless Trust that worked so closely with not just us, with other agencies to make sure that when we had uh, people that were positive, that came in positive or tested positive, was able to quarantine properly, get their test again, make sure they're negative, and then come back into the centers. And that's why uh, I am so grateful. You know, another way you can help us uh, during this time is our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. Uh, this is a, a very popular drive that we do uh, have done for many, many winters, uh, at least for the last 20 or so that I can remember. And we ask you to go to caringplace.org slash missionhope. That's caringplace.org slash mission hope. If you just get to caringplace.org, you can't miss it. It's right there. And uh, there's purple bags that we can send out to you. You may be a few for your family, or maybe you're involved in an organization or your business or condominium association, a place of worship that wants to do something even greater. You know, sometimes people do a, a drive and I get two or 300 bags. We've had Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts do this, and we had kids go door to door. I don't know if they can do that this year. But uh, anyway, you go there to our website, and we're looking for hygiene products to be given back to us. And this is your toothbrush, your toothpaste, your washcloth, deodorant, you know, maybe some shavers, soaps, and so on. And if you've been a traveler in the past, and maybe you have a, a drawer full of those small hotel shampoos and conditioners and so on that you haven't used, if you haven't used them in a year or so, you're probably not going to use them. And you can use those, those items also as long as they haven't been opened, and we can use them on our daily showers. Uh, it, it saves us so much money. You know, hygiene products are very, very, very expensive. And so when you do your bit to help us, uh, we'll use them uh, every single day, over 700 men, women, and children in our centers. They'll always have uh, soap and stuff to wash their hair. Uh, can you imagine not being able to brush your teeth or wash your face? You know, oftentimes, unfortunately, that's how people come to our front door. You know, they, they, they're living outside. They don't, they haven't had the luxury of washing their face or brushing their teeth for quite a while. Their hair is all matted up. And so the first thing we want to do is make sure they get a good hot shower, a change of clothes, take care of themselves, shave if they have to shave, get their hair done uh, for women and so on, and then sit, sit them down and give them a very hot, delicious meal. And then, then they're more open for, to hear about 
the possibility of changing their life. So it's very important to have our hygiene products. Uh, just go to your local store where you like to shop. Look for the BOGOs. There's always BOGOs out there. You know, buy one, get one free. So get a toothbrush for yourself and your family and get one for someone in great need. As I said, we use these every single day. But then during the year when we have special outreaches where we're reaching out to the community, uh, we're going to have um, Thanksgiving on Good Friday coming up just in a few months. We're going to do things differently than we have in the past, but we still want to bless not only the homeless, but those that are that are really uh, suffering in our community that are making some have some harsh decisions that don't have the resources they had just a few months ago. And we always like to give them out clothes and food baskets and hygiene products for the families. So go to uh, caringplace.org slash mission hope for a few bags. We'd like you to drop them by one of our many centers there that are, that are uh, on the website. If you have large, large donations, uh, we'll be very happy to come and pick those items up. Of course, everything is tax deductible. And as we use these items, uh, it saves us a ton of money. The people feel good about it. They, we don't, we've been so blessed over the years to make sure that through the whole course of the whole year, uh, that we're able to have enough hygiene products. We buy, we have to buy very, very little. And for every dollar that we can save, that we don't have to spend, well, we can use that for program and program services. We still have to pay the light bill. We still have to buy certain items and uh, take care of our staff. So that's why it's so important. And you can be a big part of it. I hope today is a very special day for you to have Valentine's Day. You know, God has a very special Valentine. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die at a cross that we that needed him could have forgiveness of sins and also have eternal life. It's probably one of the best Valentine gifts you'll ever receive is to know God through Jesus Christ. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned. We have a great program right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. And I'm so excited. We have today with us via phone, uh, we have Tarche Sanderson. She is one of our graduates from the Broward Outreach Centers. Welcome, Tarche. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this. Oh, my God. Me too. Listen, when I met you, and just to give our listeners a little bit of the backstory, we met at the Donor Next Door event, uh, which is a beautiful event that actually recognizes and, you know, celebrates all the nonprofits in our community. And you were so awesome and so nice and s such a happy, wonderful person to come up to us and let us know who you were. Because I, we had and met before and Correct. I was so excited I said oh my goodness I have to interview her so thank you thank you so much for coming on with us and, and talking about a little bit about your story tell us how okay. did how did you get to the Broward Reach Centers um okay so in 2013 I was arrested and I was sentenced to three years in um, state prison I, I I was released on February the 28th 2016 and during that time I was in a um a program called Ladies Empowerment in Action which is an entrepreneurial program that comes into the homestead prison and teach you entrepreneurial entrepreneurial skills you know and development in order for you to start a small micro business once you're released because it's very hard for people with felons to get jobs you know have to pass background checks and things of that nature so this program helped develop, you know, help us develop 
a business plan and, and life skills in order to combat the things that would, you know, predominantly hold us down. Wow. Um, but during that time, you know, when I was released, they didn't have a place for me to go. So um, um, they put me at Broward Outreach Center, um, BOC uh, in Hollywood, and, and uh, the organization was based in Miami. So I had to learn how to, you know, although I was in the program, I had to learn how to live outside of the program and, and learn how to live, you know, on my own, so to speak. You know, but they were supporting, but it was like supporting from a distance. However, I was still involved with the company. You know, I eventually wound up being the assistant director of community engagement as I was um, leaving the Outbrower Outreach Center. So I stayed at, at BOC for um from the time I was released until maybe I think July of 2016. And that's when I found a, in a, a room and a rooming house, you know, in um, uh, Hollandale beach, Florida. And it was like my first place in like 20 years. And I was very excited. I was also gainfully employed once my, I was released and I worked in Hollandale as well. So it's close to my job on the bus route, you know, um, BOC was a blessing for me. It gave me time to adjust to being outside because it had so much structure. You had to talk to your case manager to, you know, to get a permit to go outside, you know, go to stores. You know, you're not just like just sitting out into the wild, you know, after two and a half years in prison, you know, things have changed and you don't really know, you know, how to how to acclimate yourself back unless you're just doing the same things that you were doing before you went. And, and let, me, let me tell go you, ahead. kudos to you, because I know and I know that when I I actually go to the Broward Outreach Centers uh, twice a week and I know th all the case managers and I know they do it with so much love. I think you would agree. I mean, yes, they want you to check in with them and and they want to know what you're doing and, and they're kind of guiding you. But with so much love, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Especially Mr. Bobby Robinson. I was, love uh, him. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Robinson, he, he still holds a special place in my heart today because he was like that go-to person. You know, when, when things get rough, he'll sit and talk to you and, and, and just help you out. And, and even after I left um, BOC, you know, I still kept in communications with him. And I stopped by the BOC, you know, just to see some of the guests, you know, to give them an update, you know, of how I've been doing and things like that and to offer a little bit of hope. To the people who are currently going through that, you know, because, you know, homeless is, you know, homeless could be an option for anyone, but staying homeless is not an option. I, I, you know, totally, you have to. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And now that we know each other a little bit better, I hope that you, mm -hmm. you know, you find the time, even if it's once a year, once every six months to come back, because I'm all about telling our, our, our people, you know, the residents in the program, hey, look at this person, you know, who better than you, Correct. someone that went through the program and that Correct. now is doing so well to tell them, hey, this is a temporary situation. And, you know, yes. if you accept the guidance and, and, and if you accept the help that, you know, you've been provided with, you'll get out. Just like I did, and look at me now, and look at what I'm doing. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So you found employment, but I know now you're doing something special. Tell us about that. Okay, so now, okay, so from from Broward Outreach. When I was at Broward Outreach, I was um, I was working at a t-shirt factory on minimum wage, you know, and I worked there for the first six months of my release. And um, I I started um, one of the executive directors of the program I was in while I was in prison. She introduced me to a place called Transitions Inc. And what they do is help, um, they help felons find jobs and they pay their salaries 
for the first three months. They can get acclimated to the job assignment, learn their way around. You know, some people don't have computer skills like me. I didn't have computer skills or things like that. But they give you like OTJ on the job training and it helped out a lot. And then from that, it just like seems like I just started transitioning quickly. You know, I went from the um, after my three months was up, I got hired on um, with the program that I was in prison with, Ladies Empowerment and Action Program, as I said earlier, as the Assistant Director of uh, Community Engagement. And from there, I went on to my current position, um, Director of Special Events at Center for Social Change Miami. I've been um, at the center for social change for going on, I think, four years. Wow. Um, I didn't start at I didn't start off at the as the director. I started off as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. I volunteered for them, you know, and because the other organization didn't have a, enough work for me to do, and so I got acclimated with the center. So I was like in two different organizations, and and it just seems like I just started developing and. And developing and, and started moving on up, you know, and in, in the organization. And and now, you know, I'm I'm currently in Jacksonville, Florida, buying property, courtesy of the center, to help other people, you know, to you know to to do another, you know, uh, option besides a homeless shelter, like a, a three quarter house, a transitional house, or, or whatever, just a home, you know. Wow. And I call it I call it never homeless again. And um, it's just a place, you know, some people coming out of prison, you know, in a program or something that needs some stability. You know, only like three to six people can stay there. So that's my passion. I want to let people know that, you know, we can change. We do recover. We, you know, you know, we can make it even after homelessness. Homelessness is just a bump in the road. It don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay that way. You don't have to let that become your mindset. Absolutely. You and and even also, I mean, I should mention that it's not only, I mean, you have gone through quite a bit. So you went from being incarcerated to be homeless to then, you know, getting a job that wasn't exactly what you wanted to do. And then to, to actually, you know, finally doing something that you love and that you're passionate about. And you know what that tells me? That tells me about a journey. So you, you know, you couldn't give up. <laughs> you know, exactly. you know, you had to keep fighting. You had to keep learning. I love that you started as a volunteer where you are because what a great way to actually learn about a company that you're interested in working with. Uh, I, I love volunteers. I don't know what I would do without them here at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broadway Reach Center. So I want to thank you so much. I know this is not the last time that we're going to hear from you because, like I said, I, I want you to at some point maybe take some time and come by the center and tell the, you know, the women and even the men. It doesn't matter. Uh, right. Anytime that I hear a story like yours, you know, it gives me hope because you had so many challenges to overcome. And I am so happy that we were a part of that journey, that we were a part of, you know, the recovery, the help. And that we did everything that we could in order for you to succeed. Tarshay, I'm inspired by you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and I you truly too. hope we can talk again soon, okay? Of course, of course, of course. Thank you again. Thank you for Thank joining you so us. Much. Thank you. Okay. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. Uh, I'm excited. We have on the phone today, uh, Silvana Buitriago. And Silvana, welcome. Thank you for for joining us. 
Thank you very much for having me, Leanne. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, my God. I am happy and I'm grateful. I want to thank you once again. I know I have thanked you many times already uh, for the meals. This is prepped meals ready to serve that you are bringing every Friday. How do you do this? Yes. <laughs> um, well, with a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> with a lot of work and a lot of love. Um Um, I started this small business, which is CSB Kitchen, now with the pandemic. And with the help of Ricardo Fernandez, we started um, this idea of helping the Miami Rescue Mission started. And we loved it so much um, when it started, uh, when the idea popped in, in our, you know, in, in our brainstorming one. So that we said, let's go ahead and start helping at once. And... Uh, we contacted FIU, well, Ricardo contacted FIU, and um, and they helped us contact you guys. So that's how it all started, and we're very happy to be, you know, delivering this um, home meal uh, every Friday for as much as people as we can. I know we're starting with approximately 40 um, lunches every Friday, but um, we hope we can increase those numbers. And I know you so, want to do you want to do more and you want to do more for your business. Thank you for being creative during the pandemic. Thank you for coming up with this wonderful idea. Uh, I know the food is amazing. And I know you post everything on Facebook and Instagram and you are under C as in Charlie, S as in Sam, B as in boy, kitchen. Tell me what a menu for the week looks like for those of us, you know, for those of us that want to try to try it and help you at the same time. Because by them ordering a meal with you, they're also helping the homeless. So tell me what a menu, oh. uh, weekly menu looks like. Um, for example, last week um, we uh, on Friday we delivered um, a carrot rice. Um, we also delivered ground turkey with veggies. And um, we delivered a fresh salad with a mix of lettuce and um, an avocado dressing. So it's, we try always to deliver a meal that it's a, a complete meal with that you have your protein, you have your veggies, you have your carbs. And, and not only that it's um, healthy, but it's very tasteful. So we try to, you know, to, to be as complete as possible. And we thank you for that. And I know you didn't know much about us before FIU made that introduction. Uh, but that is actually what our kitchen believes in as well. All of our meals that we offer to our residents and homeless guests, we always try to have that balance between the carbohydrates, the protein, the vegetables. So thank you so much for following, even even without knowing uh, exactly what, what we do here. Now... For people that are wondering, oh, my God, I can't wait to go to the, you know, social media, find CSB and order. So this is something that they can order and they can receive this delivery from you guys on a weekly basis, right? Yes, we are. Um, we are preparing meals every weekend and we're delivering between on um, Saturdays and Sundays. So, um, yeah, we post um, approximately between Tuesday and Wednesday the menu for the weekend they can order through um, they can order us through our social media account and we will deliver <laughs> on the weekend and, and again this is clean healthy 
uh, super yummy <laughs> food. I mean, <laughs> our, our residents truly look forward to Friday so that they can receive these wonderful meals from Silvana. And I know we're going to interview Ricardo later on. And I thank you and I thank him for thinking of us. And I know you guys need the help of our community. So thank you so much for joining us. CSB Kitchen. Thank you, Silvana, for everything you're doing to help others. Well, you're with Marilyn Brummett right now, and this is the part of the program where I just love to talk to people who are really going through change in their life and want to tell their story. And I want the listening audience to know it's not easy uh, to share your story. But as I've listened uh, to men and women as they have shared, I have found out over uh, time that it really does help them. Uh, to be able to tell it, and most of all, it helps people who are listening because maybe you um, are struggling yourself with something and feel like giving up, or you know a family member that may be struggling, and you wonder, is there help? Is there hope for that person? And as we get to talk to people on our uh, programs, these are residents that are going through our programs, you get to hear the real inside story. So I lead all that to say, welcome, Andrew, uh, to the program. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit about you and just share from your heart. Um, Let's go back in time, Andrew, and maybe go back to your childhood and uh, just start where you want to and tell us a little bit about you and how were you led to the Miami Rescue Mission? Uh, First of all, thank you for having me. Well, my trouble started as a teenager. Um, drugs and running the streets and just hanging out with the wrong people and led me to early, early incarceration, going to juveniles and eventually as I got older, end up in the county jail. As I got older, end up in prison. Now, would you say, I'm just going to ask you, would you say that that came more from peer pressure in school or um, what kind of family life did you have? Well, my family life wasn't bad. I think the things that the things that I got into, peer pressure I got in, just being curious, just want to be a part of something mm-hmm. and became a part of the wrong, the wrong things. Okay, so once you started down that path, it just... It was it was it was hard to get off, because yeah. people in your neighborhood look at you different. If you want to be a part of the crowd, you want to be, you know, just all for the wrong reasons. Okay, so you said that uh, you ended up being incarcerated. So what happened yeah, to that I, experience? I end up doing three years in federal prison, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a joyous time in my life. It was it was real hard. I seen a lot of different things go on in there that I don't think nobody should be a part of, but it happened. So I made it through. I did. I had probation for three years of that. I violated that in 30 days. Mm. I did something else and ended up going back and do another year and trying to get my life together. And it just was hard for me. Drugs, alcohol, just unfocused, not not paying attention to what was going on in my life, just just living, just mm-hmm. doing what I wanted to do. And I end up 
going to court and my judge told me she said you need help and I told her yes ma'am I do and she um she said well we gonna see if we can get you some help and she sentenced me to the Miami Rescue Mission for 18 months wow. to do my probation at the rescue mission and, and it's it, it been a blessing since and um uh, I've learned a lot about myself in these 12 months I'm in the top of the program now I'm in the alpha program I'm in the Alpha 127. Well, that that's amazing. We're just going to take a break for a moment, but to think that actually the the judge actually sent you here, um, that's a little different story. You know, so many people they come on their own, but the judge sent you, and then you stayed. But I guess maybe it was like either you stay or she was going to send you um, back to prison. She was no. She said I could. If I wanted to do the probation on yeah. my own, you could but I it. wanted some help. Okay. I want to help. So it was a choice. Now, listen, don't turn that dial because we're going to come back and hear more of Andrew's story once he was here at the Miami Rescue Mission. Well, I'm glad you didn't turn that dial because we're back with Andrew right now, and he's in the midst of his story telling how he came to the Miami Rescue Mission, and actually it was court-ordered, but he still had a choice whether to do his uh, probation months here or by himself, and he selected, he said yes to the judge, um, that I do need extra help. So, Andrew, what happened as you came to, to the mission? What was those experience of those first months? To be honest, the first 37 days was the hardest. Mm-hmm. When I first got there, I was like, what I got myself into. And then I, I, I floated around the place for the first few days, asking questions like, how do I go about doing certain things? And I met a, a lot of good good men there, and they showed me the ropes, you know, how to move around. I worked in the kitchen. I had a great experience there, and I met a lot of good people and God there. Mm. And as I sat in that chapel for them first that first month, mm. I knew God was working on me then because it was just things happening for me. Mm. It was it was slow paced, but it was happening, mm-hmm. and I felt the change. Not so much felt it, but I I just knew something was happening. So as I continued on in the program, I moved to maintenance. I got to enhance my skills that I I already had. It's just been a blessing for me to be there, and they've been doing such wonderful work with me in my life. I'm just thankful that the Miami Rescue Mission is there. Well, I'm going to ask you an important question here. What did what happened when you went to the education department? Because some people struggle with that. So, what what was your experience? When I first went to the education center, it was hard. I haven't been to school in twenty some years. So, but as I start doing the lessons and I listen a little more and hear a little more, I noticed certain little small things start coming back to me. Addition, division, and it just became a little more easier. So now I'm enrolled in school. I'm at the back end of the, the bottom half of the schooling. And I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna complete this. I'm 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 right there at the gate and it's working. Wow. So you said you're in the uh, what we call the upper class uh part of the program. You're in the alpha. Uh that's seventeen weeks of intensive study. Now it's more about uh 
finishing off and studying more than even working because you have to spend more time now with studying. the education and also going through all the alpha classes. Uh, we, we, I say here it's like uh, being a senior at Harvard. In other words, now you're expected to be on a different plane and help those who are coming into the program for the first time and actually help them navigate uh, those first few days and months. So you're looked up to now. You dress differently because you're in that part of the program, and uh, hopefully you're feeling different. Yes, I am. And I'm thankful for the Miami Rescue Mission. It's this made me a better person overall. So what's your goal, Andrew? What do you really want to do? My goal is to finish the program, get my life in order so I can help other people. Wow. I want to do for other people what the Miami Rescue Mission did for me. So do you want to go back to school, college, uh, get your addiction studies or something like that, or is there something else? I think I'm going to take a plumbing course. Okay. And just... Cause I love remodeling homes and doing stuff of that nature, so That's I'm great. just gonna enhance that what I have already that the gift I've been given. So, well, you you've learned a lot with uh, being able to be on the maintenance team. We always have a lot of things to maintain yes. here, so that is amazing that you're doing that. So, if you're listening to this, I I'm gonna ask the those that are listening, please pray for Andrew and the many other men and women that come through our campuses, both in Miami and in Broward. Currently, we're taking care of over 1,100 men, women, and children per day. So thank you, Andrew, for having the courage and sharing your story with us today. Thank you. God bless you. Wow, what a great testimony. And you know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward County and all the other places that we're involved in is that, uh, yes, we're serving hundreds of people every single day, thousands, tens of thousands during the course of a year, uh, but it always boils down to that one person that's been helped. You know, we can't do all that we do without our wonderful supporters. That's our volunteers. That's our financial donors. That's our prayer partners, our faith community, our business community. Uh, I am still amazed, even through all the doom and gloom of the past year, and even right now what we're going through, that people are still compassionate and maybe they're struggling and maybe you maybe you're listening right now and you've donated to our to our, one of our centers thank you so much you know you say well I only gave uh, five dollars I only gave ten dollars but you know we take that and we multiply that and I believe in a big God that can take our gifts you know, there's a story in the New Testament where a little boy uh, brought two fish and five lo five loaves to Jesus and he he made it so it could feed over five thousand people. And uh, that doesn't happen all the time here, but we do see uh, miracles happen as far as our finances and our needs are concerned. So thank you for donating. And we are opening up our volunteer opportunities more. Last year, we pretty much closed everything down, a very, very tight, tight ship. But as the vaccinations are going forward and, and uh, we're just starting to open up a little bit more, we're doing everything with caution. Uh, so there is a little bit added steps to become a volunteer, but I just passed this past week. We had like three or four volunteers uh, in, in, in the central office and some at our other campuses that I'd never seen before and doing various things. So that's a way you can get involved. You can go to caringplace.org to find out how you can become a volunteer or get involved in one of our focus groups. We have a home run team for men. We have girlfriends for girlfriends and cover girls and different groups that you can become a part of. Uh, we do things through Zooming and we do things 
uh, on site, but we do it things with uh, with all the precautions. I want to make 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 clear that we're washing our hands and wearing our masks and practicing social distancing, and that's one of the reasons we're not serving 1,100 people right now. Uh, we're serving 700. That's still a lot of people. But because of the way the buildings are designed, we can't have that many people on top of each other without violating that six-foot rule. And that includes the dorms and their sleeping areas, the common areas. You know, this is uh, Valentine's Day. I just want to say happy Valentine's again to you. And remember, a way that you can help us this whole month is our Heart for the Homeless Month, especially on Valentine's Day, but to all, every day in February. It's also Black History Month, but it's also for us Heart for the Homeless and uh, we want to be able to share God's love, your love, with those that are coming through our centers. So you can go to uh, caringplace.org slash heart. That's caringplace.org slash heart. And for $21, you can provide 10 meals and more. That's $2.10 a meal. And some of you that are listening can probably do 100 meals uh, or 50 meals. Uh, whatever the, the, the Lord puts on your heart, whatever you're able to do to help us, especially during February. It's a very slow financial month for most nonprofits. Uh, we've been so grateful and so blessed by donors to to maintain their 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 levels of giving, and so many new friends have come alongside of us, especially during these cold couple past weeks. We've had people with blankets and clothing that's been dropped off. So again, thank you so much for doing that. But you can help us with our our mission, our Heart for the Homeless program, and if not that, you can help us with our hygiene drive that we're also doing during the winter months. This is where you go to caringplace.org slash mission hope. There's purple bags that we'll send out to you. We're asking you to fill them with hygiene products, toothbrush, tooth, uh, toothpaste, razor, deodorant, so on, and then either drop them off at one of our locations. But if you're doing something like for your group or organization or school or place of worship, and you're going to have a lot of these bags, which we, we're blessed to get a lot of that, is that we'll come by and pick them up. Uh, again, thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day. A special blessing to you and your loved ones. May the Lord keep you and your family safe and secure and healthy. And may we all together believe that the best is yet to come. Well, God bless you again and stay tuned next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.